you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Please help me just walk to two, three people and just wish them a happy new year. What a wonderful privilege. What a wonderful honor. What a delight to see your faces. Many of us have traveled and come back. We thank God for journey messages. Thank God for preservation. Thank God for the wonderful, wonderful things that He has done in our lives and done for us and done in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm sure you're tired of hearing if I could sing. Hallelujah. But with a wife like God gave me, I don't really need to know how to sing, isn't it? Let's appreciate the love for the voice of one and the SOS band. Hallelujah. And the technical team. Praise the Lord. Okay, we, we have an awesome, you know, privilege to start the year this first Sunday of the month and first Sunday of the year. And we're starting it with a Holy Communion service. Can we just appreciate the Lord? What, what a wonderful God He is. And what an awesome, you know, opportunity we have gathering as God's people again. Okay, and you know from from the crossover service, we began to look at things a bit differently, you know, a bit differently. And um, part of what we realized or what we said is that um, thank you. Is that the rejoicing and the celebration and the jubilation that we used to enter into the new year would really be most appropriate if the new year meant we had made heaven. Praise the Lord. Incidentally, as we rounded up service and I was driving back, how many of us on the road going home saw all manner of people rejoicing? The people at the nightclub are what? The people at the beer parlor are what? Kidnappers are what? Armed robbers are what? And we've learned here that whenever anything is common, it's not for us. The Ibos have a saying, in reality, it's always ndinochi. Some people will be laughing and some people will be crying. But when everybody is laughing, it means it's nothing. Praise the Lord. It does not remove the gratitude. It does not remove the awareness that what we have is the mercy of God. So we give God thanks. We give God praise for bringing us into the year 2022. We cannot thank God enough for that. Praise the Lord. We can't. However, though unconventional as it may appear, I do not agree, I do not, you know, 
subscribe to the fact that making it into the year 2022 is an achievement. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I like the way your gaze is fixed at me. It's not an achievement. I want to ask, you know, I mean, maybe two or three people, tell me what you did that made you get into 2022. Anybody can tell me, you ran. You ran and overtook 2021. What were you doing? Eating, sleeping, waking up, eating, sleeping, going to work, praying, worshiping God, isn't it? And then 2022 came. I want to put it to you, brothers and sisters, beloved brethren, that the year we have been given is an endowment. Praise the Lord. It's not an accomplishment. It's an endowment. It's a bequeathing. It's a gift. It's not a feat accomplished that we congratulate one another. I mean, in that sense, we congratulate one another the same way we congratulate persons who have been offered a job. When you're offered a job and we say congratulations, we don't stop there. The next level is what? You do the job. You know, because of the part of the country, where part of the world where we come from, when people attain political office here, they give them awards. Isn't it? You become, you know, a senator, they give you an award. Your villagers give you an award. But you went to the Senate to represent them. That's why after eight years, there is nothing to show because you have awarded them for being senators. They did not now do anything with the senatory or the senator. Are you getting it now? It is now the same thing in almost every sphere of life, except private endeavors. I mean, we got, we got into the university and we did matriculation. I realized that a lot of schools abroad don't do matriculation. We do matriculation here, don't we? And for many of us, it's the first time we're wearing suit and tie. And we'll take a girl. Now they do matriculation for primary school, nursery school, everywhere. So when we do that matriculation and frame the pictures and keep in our houses, we have become campus babes and guys. Isn't it what happens? For many of us, the next four years or five years is wasted. Because we had celebrated for being given an opportunity. What am I trying to say? 2022 is another opportunity that God has given me. It's another opportunity God has given you. So when you say to me, congratulations, you need to qualify it. It's congratulations for another what? Opportunity. It's an extension of time to accomplish my assignment for being. It's not a congratulation. We have the record of the Bible. The man who lived longest, there is nothing else attached to his name. His name is called Methuselah. The only thing we know is that he was what? The longest living man, but no accomplishment attached to his name. But we have a man, Enoch, who didn't live as long. But we hear that the man did what? Walked with God. We have a man, Noah, who didn't live as long. But we hear that this man built an ark and was used by God to preserve a generation and preserve the world. What am I trying to say, brothers and sisters? 
First Corinthians 13 verse 11, you can put it on the screen for us. The Apostle Paul writing here says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. Okay? I thought as a child. I understood as a child. Okay? But when I became a man, what happened? I put away childish things. Childishness is not really by age. It is by encountering knowledge. It is by facing the truth. You see, life can be lived avoiding truth. And that's what keeps people children. Because we gather and we make ourselves, you know, just enjoy ourselves and, you know, celebrate ourselves and do all kinds of things. But truth is not, you know, traded. We don't confront truth. We don't, you know, engage the truth. And what happens is that we remain children. We don't mature. We don't come to the place where we bring forth the purpose of the season and time. Praise the Lord, somebody. So the Apostle Paul says, at a time in my life, I became a man. What happened when he became a man? He began to see things differently. And that is what the Lord is saying to us this year. You are becoming a man in the name of Jesus. You're becoming mature in the name of Jesus. Your nomenclature is changing. Praise the Lord. Your terminology is changing. So when somebody says to me, when I say to somebody, Happy New Year, I'm just trying to be socially right. I know it's a responsibility for me that I am in 2022. Praise the Lord. It means God examined my life. It means God examined your life and said you will not expire in 2021. He gave us another opportunity. Praise the Lord. If you don't have that understanding, we're going to go see as we're studying from the parable in Matthew 25. We could look at any of the parables, the talent or the minor, but we can take the one from Matthew 25. In that account, Matthew 25, the first um, uh, from verse 1 down was the parable of the wise virgins, the ten virgins. And what you have in that parable is the story of ten people, ten virgins, who had equal resources. Praise the Lord. They had equal resources. Ten of them were virgins. Okay? Ten of them were virgins. Ten of them had the same information. What information did they have? That the bridegroom was what? Was coming. Ten of them had lambs. Ten of them had money. Praise the Lord. Not one of them was disadvantaged. But five of them made it. Five didn't make it. Why? The Bible said the five who made it were wise, isn't it? The five who didn't make it were foolish. What was the distinguishing factor? Some said we will do it later. Praise the Lord. Some misappropriated time. The next, uh, where we want to read now, let's go to verse, 20, verse 14, sorry. And we'll read the parable we all know so very well. We'll read it and then we'll take it from there. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. 
And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. 22. He also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there, you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I will have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we have, you know, one parable following another immediately because they're complementary. And they're revelatory because this reveals more to us. And that is why we want to go, you know, with this to do our study as we move on. What I want to bring to us this morning as we start the year is the awareness of the resources that have been given to us. Praise the Lord. The awareness what? Of the resources. Now speaking about the child and the adult, we learned also, I think it was during the Christmas season, we learned that to the child everything is what? Toy, thank you. Uh, if this was an exam, how many percentage pass will I have? To a child, what? Everything is what? What are toys meant for? Toys are meant for play. Toys are meant for enjoyment. The child does not understand any other thing. Everything is a toy. That's why when you see children's toothbrush, it is designed with Mickey Mouse. So they think they are playing. So the only way you can get them to work is to make them to play. When they are being taught how to calculate, they are giving things to play, isn't it? Why? Because if you don't go through that route, you, you, you will never get his attention. Now, in the same way, unfortunately, as we grow in the faith, if care is not taken, the church or the ministers of the gospel, the preachers, will keep presenting to you a toy-based Christianity. Okay, so if you listen to most people at this time, they're prophesying to you. They're prophesying to you, but they prophesied to people last day who died. They prophesied to people last day who ended up in prison. 
Are you getting me? Because you see, they want, they, they want to make you, they want to bring you to a place where you enjoy. But you see, enjoyment, as like we read in this parable, see where enjoyment comes from. I'll mix it up. Verse 21 of our text says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were what? Faithful over a few things. What happens now? I'll make you rule over many things. What do you now do? Enter what? Enter into joy. The, for the adult, for the mature person, enjoyment is as a result of proper application of resources. But for the child, the resource is to be enjoyed. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Okay? Okay. So, for the adult, enjoyment is what? A produce of proper application of what? The resource. The resource. Okay. So, what are these resources? Can anybody mention to me the resources that God has given to him or her? Just, you know, anybody? Sorry? Life, okay, yes. That's, that's the sum total of it now. Time. Are you people just hit the jackpot? What about money? Okay, but time is really where I'm going. But the resources we've been given to includes time. But it's important and it's good. I'm thankful that you mentioned time and life. So what do we call life? We call life what? Life what? Time. Because time is the most important resource. Time is the most valuable resource. Unknowingly, many of us think we need more money. Many of us think we need more of something. But what you have, which is the most valuable and most precious, given to you by God, is what? It's time. That's why our Lord Jesus taught us a parable. Okay, or not even a parable, a story. I think that was a story where he talked about a rich man who had everything and his band produced so successfully. And what did this man say to himself? He said to himself, he said, so, so, what are you going to do? You build bigger bands, okay, and store your goods. And then what will you do? He said, you sit back and relax and enjoy. Then the Bible said that night, they asked him and said, all these resources you've stored up, when time is taken from you, whose will it be? Is someone with me? I, I want you to appreciate the fact that God brought you into 2022. Whatever it is you may be thinking you don't have, whatever it is you may be thinking you needed more of, Whatever it is you may be thinking you would have wanted improved or whatever from last year. If you didn't have this time, it would become secondary. The greatest privilege that heaven has given you and I is that we are alive today. And as we go on, we're going to see that this privilege, we must appreciate it. We must look at it and we must see how to deploy it. If not, we will not have joy. Praise the Lord. So there's a level where I'm celebrating. 
that I made it to 2022, which is okay at that level. But if I don't now sit back and say 2022 is not mine, that's what makes it a resource. It is given to me. And anything that is not mine given to me, you know what follows is that I will give account of it. And really, brothers and sisters, I want to ask you, what is yours? What really is yours? Nothing is yours. Nothing. You may say it's my money. It's not yours. It was here before you were born. When you're dead and buried, it will be here. Praise the Lord. There is nothing that is ours. Everything that we have, God has given it to us. The Bible says, in the beginning, God and myself created. Is it what he said? In the beginning, who created? God alone created. And like it's been said, the first thing God created was time because God inhabits eternity. Where God is, there is no time. That's why you could see him putting the sun and the moon for times and seasons. God put all of that in place. The resources, the man, everything is God's creation. And all of them belong to him. Now, when he involves you and gives you time to play in his world, it's a resource given to me. Now, what are resources for? Resources are meant to earn. That's what this parable said. The master said he was going to travel and he called his servants and gave them miners and said to them, this I'm giving to you, I am going to come back. Wisdom begins when I know that the owner of my life, the owner of 2022, the owner of the money I made, the owner of the health I have, the owner of the beauty I have, the owner of the intellect I have, is going to ask me questions. What did I do with it? The moment that comes, automatically I become wise. Praise the Lord. Automatically. You know, I'm realizing now, and for those who are raising their children... I want to advise you, I mean, you may take it or not, let your children go to school, especially university, as late as possible. As late as, 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 late as reasonable. Let me tell you why. I've told you here, I entered my university as the best um, jam, you know, best candidate. I didn't live as the best. Many of us here, you know, growing up, and even our children as well. We did so well until we got into the university. Now, a 17-year-old in the university, in the same class with a 23-year-old, that knows how rent is paid, that knows that Kekena Pepe is different from Papaska, you see, there will be some wisdom. And the problem, what I'm saying this is this. When they graduate, they won't say this person made a first class at 20 years and this person made a first class at 27. They'll just say first class. Forgetting that one came with six years old man experience. Are you listening to me? I'm giving you an assignment. When you go from here, check a lot of people who made first classes. They did not enter university immediately. They finished secondary school. Some of them walk, some of them push trucks, some of them did conductor, but all of that is immaterial because by the time they came into university, they knew why they were coming. The rest of us came because that is the next thing to do. 
And that experience, I've missed it in the university. I don't want you to miss it in life. Are you understanding? So I listen to preach, I listen to people. 2023 is not for me to tell you God is setting a table. Everything, God has finished everything he's done. He finishes work from the foundations of the earth. He's waiting for you to wake up. Is someone listening to me? That's what it is. It's for you to understand that this thing he's giving you, he's coming back to ask you, what did you do with it? And on, in the parable we have here, is a parable of where, where the minimum person did more than most, most of us are already doing. Because the person who did the minimum, the, the man who took his talent and hid it, did not suffer loss. But notice he was punished. Praise God. Most of us have bank accounts here. If you put in one million in your bank at the beginning of last year, by the end of the year, that money is less. They would have taken one charge or the other, isn't it? If they didn't take charge, the valuation of Naira would have reduced it. And what was probably uh, $3,000 at the beginning of the year is now less than, it's about $1,000 something dollars. Okay, so trying to maintain is actually a failure from our, our, our study here. That puts on us, you know, a higher burden. Okay, but as we see when we conclude this message, there is nothing to be afraid of. It's just for you to come to maturity. Are you with me? For you to just come to a realignment. Just, just look at it differently. Just flip the page and cancel the name you called it. So whereas you're just jumping about, you, you may jump about. You see, this picture, oh Lord, help somebody to catch it in the name of Jesus. Let, let, let me give you another illustration that may help you. When we entered secondary school, I don't know if I have any of my classmates, maybe one or two might be watching. We had somebody in our class one who was beating everybody. Okay? But by the time we're getting to fourth year, he wasn't in the top 10, top 20 best students again. What had happened? When we got in, we were all nine years, 10 years. This guy was about 14. So when they're teaching, while we're trying to understand with two mangoes equals to this, this man has already bought things and collected change. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But as our understanding began to catch up, okay, what began to happen was that we now caught up with him and passed him. But that's secondary school. But when it comes to university, where they give you assignment, and then you go, they don't beat you. It takes a mature person to know that this lecturer will beat me, not with sticks. He will beat me with grades. And to some of us, once it's not touching our body, it doesn't touch us. So the man will beat you with grades. And to you, it's nothing. Or you're moving from class to class. To you, it's nothing. Ah, let my people what? See now, isn't it? And you're happy. Meanwhile, after you go, you can't tell your children your scores. You will hide your results. Meanwhile, your classmate <laughs> who paid the same school fees as you, everywhere they introduce him, they say he made a first class. And he was not endowed more than you. It's just that he didn't cause school play. 
Is someone with me? You will succeed in 2022. You will excel in 2022. You will fulfill purpose in 2022. You know why? Because you're understanding that this year has been given to me. It's their responsibility. My marriage, they've given me 2022 to make it new. My health, God has given it to me to bring transformation. The time you have is a converter. I'm going to show you an account in the Bible where our Lord Jesus, another parable as well, quite a few parables today. Another parable as well where Luke 13, 69, where God actually had invested in this particular vine and said, let's cut it off. It's not producing anything. Let's cut it off, okay? But I believe that was our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, interceding or the Holy Spirit interceding for us. Verse 9. Let's see what it says. Okay, let's read from 6. Let's read so, so everybody gets the story. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does he use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone what? This 2022. Let me dig around it and do what? Fertilize it. If it bears fruit this 2022, what? Well. But if not, are you not with me? Read it with me now. <laughs> After that, you can what? We will bear fruit in Jesus' name. But the point here is this. This extension was not reward for fruitfulness. It was opportunity for fruitfulness. That's what I'm trying to say about maturity. Because we, cere- we celebrate longevity. But longevity is not what spiritual people celebrate. Spiritual people celebrate productivity. We celebrate efficiency. Because the captain of our salvation lived for how many years? 33 years plus. We celebrate numerical strength. That's not what spiritual people celebrate. They celebrate application of what has been given to them. Praise God. So time, the time God has given you and I, is, my, is our most valuable asset. It is the only asset that is non-renewable. Sir, if you lost next that was born down, we don't know whether it's arson or accident or whatever it was, most likely it's arson from what people are saying. Watch in the next five years. That next is going to be built up better by the grace of God and by the mercy of God. You understand? Whatever is lost apart from time can be regained. Can be regained. And when I talk time, life is measured in time. But when life, when time expires, what can you do to get back time? Nothing. Nothing. Someone has said that he's not seen any executive, any prosperous, rich, wealthy man at his deathbed regret not making enough money or more money. What they regret is the time, the quality time they spent with the people they loved. I've told us here, I lost my mom many years ago. 
if your parents are still alive, love them all. I never used to call my mom. She was the one that always called me. If your parents are alive, do the best. When they die, you notice if you have a family of five or six or seven or eight or ten, when your parents die, you know who misses your parents most? Do you know who? Sorry? The, the ones who gave them trouble. They are the ones that will keep posting their pictures because, you see, they have lost the privilege, the opportunity to do what? To honor them. And you can apply that to any other relationship. Whether it's your friend, whatever it is, when you lose the opportunity, you know, some time ago, uh, I think it was just towards the end of Mom Chief preached on reconciliation and forgiveness. Listen to me. That person you're refusing to reconcile with or to forgive, God forbid, if anything happens, you will never forgive yourself. As long as you're a human being and there's still the light of God in you, you don't want separation. What we do is what they call initial girigiri. You're just posing. Do you understand? But if you hear, once you're born again, if you hear that something bad happened, even to someone you're angry with, you're not happy. You're not happy. Now, that opportunity is given to you continually. To make peace. That's why our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, his teachings are so apt, so clear, so concise. He said, if you bring your gift to the altar, sir, okay, to worship God, which is what we are meant for, isn't it? But he says, while there you remember that your brother has ought against you, what did he say? He said, leave your gift as important as worship is. He said, leave your gift and go and reconcile. You know why? If you miss that time, you may never have it again. You may have the money, but you can't pay back. You may have the resources, but you can now go back. Praise the Lord. So in this parable, our Lord Jesus is saying, I gave this man this talent, and I came back, and one said, I've traded with it. This is what I made more for you. So God, I'm coming back at the end of the year to say, you gave me 2022, but I have given you eternity. Are you with me? You gave me life, you gave me this opportunity, you gave me this privilege, but this is what I have brought forth for you out of this time. Every one of us here as children at a particular time, our parents paid school fees for us. Now that school fees or the school fees is equal what you bring out of school is what you give back to them. Are you with me? If you go to school and come back with let my people go, you are worse than this man that said I maintained. In which case, when you're looking for a job, they don't produce your degree. Do you understand? When you're looking for a job, you're looking for a job on compassionate grounds. Whereas you went to school so that when you come out and flash your certificate, they should say, let's take this guy. He did good in school. Isn't it what it should be? 
Now, the same way I'm using that application, please, if anybody here, you know, didn't get a good result, it's in the past. God is a restorer, he's a rebuilder in the name of Jesus. But I'm just using it to bring our attention to where we are. 2021 has ended when 2022, let nobody come into 2022 having the mindset of enjoyment. No, we are resource persons. We make use of the year. The Bible says we use this world. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. How many of us, is this too you know, extreme for a first Sunday of the month, first Sunday of the year service? Let me tell you something. Every night when I lie down on my bed, I'm ready to say goodbye. Tomorrow is not guaranteed you. Do you understand? No, no, it's not guaranteed anybody. It's not guaranteed anybody. Nobody wakes up and says, today, now, today, today. Today, I'm, I'm going to finish, I'm going to die. Nobody says that. Everybody who died had plans for tomorrow. Are you with me? The people who do the bad things that they do, most of them have plans when they finish doing this bad. Some plan that at 70 years, then they will stop. They will now go to church and then they'll build church. They'll dedicate their lives to God. How many of us had such plans before? We had it now before God saved us. They preach to you, you know it's the gospel. You tell them, wait, let me finish what? Enjoyment. They say, let us carry out this last. Let me commit this last adultery. Let me finish this one. Let me do this one last. Who told you you have time for another one? Hello? Who told you you have time for another one? These people in this parable didn't know when the master was coming back. What they did was that every day they traded with what they had. They traded with what they had. And when the master came, you see, these are some teachings that are so clear from Christianity that it should be, we shouldn't be talking about these things anymore. That's the simple truth. But unfortunately, we have. Because from the scriptures, we should understand that the joy, the life, not just the joy, the life of the Christian starts when Christ comes back. When the Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ. What does it mean, sirs? What does crucifixion accomplish in a person? I can't hear you. Death. But it says, nevertheless, what happens? I live. How am I living? It says, yet don't I what what? Christ is living in me. So what I have now is Christ's life. Praise the Lord. It's Christ's life. You see, Christ constrains me. When I'm found in a situation now, I can't react like me. Do you get it now? I can't respond like me. I don't have that luxury anymore. What I have is a resource. So the office you're working is a resource. It's given to you. The husband you're married, somebody here, your husband, yes, is your husband, hobby, but that husband is given to you by God. You're going to give an account of him. That wife is given to you by God. 
That's what we are, that's all I've come to tell you. He's a minor. He's going to come back. Your joy is going to come when the master looks at you and says, you married that woman well. Enter into the joy of your master. Any other teaching is falsehood. There is no joy for us. What we are doing here is transacting. We are doing business. It says, occupy what? Till I come. We read at the crossover. It says, I'm coming. I'm what? My reward is with him. Reward is when you get what you earned. Right now, we are getting our work. Did somebody hear me? What you have now is your work. It's not your enjoyment. Praise the Lord. What you have now is your labor. It's not your enjoyment. Listen, you know, praise God. Um, who likes cars here? You like cars. So you like Mercedes. What car do you drive? Mercedes what? E350. Will Mercedes make E350? 2021 model or 2020 model. Eh? And some will have... Um, Two cylinders, some three cylinders, some four cylinders. If, they, if, if a Mercedes E350 comes out of a Mercedes assembly line, all of them will be what? Exactly the same. Let me ask you a question. Why will God make us and we are not exactly the same? Is he making a mistake? No. You know why? Because what we have now is assignment. If not, we would all have been the same height. The same complexion, the same capabilities, everything. Are you getting me? If people marry, every couple will have four children, two boys, two girls. He will assign the same thing to everybody. That's what manufacturers do for their end products. But you're not an end product. Every one of us here is a we have been given opportunity to become co-laborers with him. What God is expecting you to do is to work so that he will see how many cities will you rule. Listen, people of God, this understanding is what the church doesn't, you know, we, we are missing it. We come into this world that is supposed to be transitory and make it and try to live here like it is permanent. Whereas the Apostle Paul made it clear to us, says, if only in this life we have hope in Christ. He didn't say we are like other men. What did he say? We are worse than them. That's why Nigeria is where it is. Because Christians are using prayers to better their life here. Instead of bringing results. We are not trading. So that prophesying you will not die. What's death to the Christian? It's glory. Praise the Lord. It's glory. We are looking for the things that will make us more planted in this world. Whereas he's saying to us, your citizenship is where? It's heaven. Listen, people, you are a citizen of heaven. Praise the Lord. You have the passport of heaven. The Holy Spirit has been given to you as a seal. They've stamped your, your, your citizenship. I wanted to say visa. It's not visa. Your cit- you're a citizen of heaven. We are passing through Nigeria. We are passing through Afghanistan. We are passing through China. We are passing through the US or Canada. We are going to heaven. 
That's where we're going to. So when they give me time here, it is to occupy till he what? Comes. While I'm on this journey, sir, God might make you so beautiful. That beauty is a responsibility. We had an experience the other day. We had a counter of a supermarket to pay. And a young man brought uh, two bottles of um, origin to pay. Okay? And he jumped in front of me. I, I you know, challenged him. Down. Later I said, no problem, go ahead. And then my wife said to the man, why are you buying that? It's not good for you. And the man looked at her. He said, it's not good for you. Don't take it, it's not good for you. Don't buy he said it's his birthday that he just wants to, you know, the devil. It's his birthday. He just wants to. My wife says, it's not good for you. Take juice. He said, it's okay. Go and return it. If you return it, I'll buy you juice. The man took the two bottles. This stranger took the two bottles of origin, returned it, and brought back juice, you know, and my wife paid, and he was smiling. If you were not fine, eh, that man would not have responded. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me, that's the conclusion of the matter. Let me tell you. If you if if you went with if you went with your with with you know tukulu hair you know tukulu hair with Ankara like this, go and drop those bottles. The man say, "Come on, get away." But you, you look like this, fine baby. Say, why do you need that? Listen to me. That is the world God created. Everything he has given to you is a resource. Some will use their beauty and attract men to themselves. Some will use their beauty and point men to Jesus. God has blessed you. You're in a position of influence. It's your responsibility to make sure you give good service to God in that position. If not, you see, the the, the way this thing works is this. Every endowment is neither good nor bad. It becomes good when you use it well. It's actually bad when you don't use it well. Because where you say a well done good and faithful servant, enter into what? The joy of your master. Notice that there is no neutral position. The other man who didn't suffer loss, they didn't tell him, well, you servant remain, maintain status quo. Is that what he said? What did he say to him? He said, take what he has, and he says what? He's going to be cast what? Where there is what? Nation of teeth. Because there's either reward or punishment. Are you hearing me? It's either what? You're rewarded for the use of the resource, or you're punished for the abuse of the resource. There is no neutral position. And for some of us Christians who are coming into this year, you've been born again, but you have been a neutral believer. You are changing today. In the name of, I say what? You're what? No, you're changing. There is no place for neutral. The Bible is clear on that. These are some of the things the word of God is clear on. It says, if I come, I don't want to find you lukewarm. Choose which side you're on. Let's know how to deal with you. Either you're hot or your what? Your code. is a resource. Everything. Some of us here, you know, God, God has given us all manner of privileges. Privilege to the child is for enjoyment. 
privilege to the mature is responsibility. So I have access to kings. What are you dropping in your conversations with them? A maid, a nanny, who had access to Naaman, dropped the message of Jehovah. And by him, Naaman found salvation and healing. By her, sorry. What are you doing with the access you have? What are you doing with the privilege you have? What are you doing with the opportunity? In fact, what are you even doing? Someone might, you know, be surprised. What are you doing with the trials you have? How many of us went through fire 2021? Let me see your hand. Just you people. How many were really sick? How many were really broke? How many didn't know how they survived 2021? Let me tell you what the Bible says about your trials. James 1, 2 to 4. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into what? Various trials. Knowing what? That the testing of your faith produces patience, okay? See what it does. It says, let patience have its perfect work that you may be what? Perfect and complete. Do you know that the trials God permits you to go through are resources? Any trial you go through, like the word says, the word has a saying that what doesn't kill you makes you what? Thank you. You went through that trial and you came out. Your mouth shouldn't be shut. You should be going about announcing to everybody. Should, it, should there be anybody going through the same trial you went? Let them know that Jesus did what? Delivers. That's why the Bible says, thanks be to God who always what? Causes us or leads us in triumph. So you, you, you can come out sir, and be a witness to people that listen. Pastor King shared some testimony many years. I don't know it. How he said for a year or so he didn't make any profit. But does he shun his face? Those are victories. Those are resources. You can have that same experience and be down with murmuring. And be down with lamentation. God has looked at you, sir. God has looked at you, man, and has permitted some things to come your way and kept you alive to stand on it to declare his faithfulness, to declare his majesty, to declare his wisdom. That's who he is. God is God. God is almighty. Brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? God, if not that he's going somewhere, that he's taking us somewhere, He can make all of us, every prayer point we have, he can answer it yesterday. Do you know that? But why doesn't he do that? Imagine if he answered Joseph's prayer point the first day he found himself in Egypt. What do you think was Joseph's prayer point? Take me back. Take me back. Sweet mother. Eh? He was missing home. He was a young boy, 17 years. That's what he wanted. But at the end of Joseph's life, what do you think he would have wanted? His prayer answered or God's will done? That's maturity. We don't stop praying. But we trust even after we pray. This is where I disagree with some people the way they present faith. Faith is faith in God, not faith in what I want. 
Faith must be placed in the wise. Listen, you, if, imagine if your child applies the principle of faith to you. How old are your children, uh, Amen? Three years. Imagine that three-year-old applying the principle of faith. They come to you by 12 midnight and say, Ahmed, in the name of Jesus, I claim a bottle of whiskey. He saw it on television. Didn't he call the name of Jesus? Eh? Doesn't he believe? You want to slap him. Doesn't he believe? You see, but faith has to be processed through the will of God. That's why it says, if we ask anything according what to His will, then he what He hears us. It means anything I'm claiming that is not out of His will will be filtered out. So Joseph wanted deliverance, and when it entered into God's process, they removed it. They said, "You will be delivered, but not like this." Praise the Lord, somebody. So even your trials, another one that we take for granted is our knowledge. Oh, knowledge is a resource. And that's why for those of us who are in the Father's Church, I want to beg you this year, you have a lot of catching up to do. Let me give you a simple illustration. We had MSG, right? And for three days we were here, you know, a lot of guests came in ministering in music, ministering in word and all of that. And what was the theme for MSD? Stars Forever. And what did they tell us about Stars Forever? Long and short is that you, you don't play with God. I want to ask you, how many amongst us now, not don't talk, how many of us took our devotion and dedication and all of that to, a ne- to the next level after MSD? It entered into our treasury of knowledge. Let me tell you, (laughs) when a teacher teaches you something, he must bring it as an examination. And in exams, there is no walkover. There is no, I didn't show up. Are you getting me? Once you hear, it is expected you will pass the exam. If you don't pass it, it becomes failure. It was because of that I quickly ran and said, prayer meeting is open to everybody. I don't, listen, one of the things you should learn about Pastor Kenna is that I don't want anybody's wahala on my That's why. I ran quickly, say, please, before somebody say, this, this thing is not enough. My fire is too much. I want to burn. I opened it up. How many people started burning? But hear the gist about the conference. Nah, man. It was like this, it was like that. All that it was is a liability on you. It is something you're supposed to work with. It's an endowment. Okay, so our knowledge is a resource. Our knowledge is a resource. Luke chapter 12, please. Verse 47 and 48. 47 and 48. Let's look at it. Let's read together, everybody. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall what? Verse 48. But he who did not know yet committed things deserving of strife shall be beaten with what? Few. Why? For everyone to whom much is what? That is it. It's resources. Sir, listen, you want to be a billionaire, you want to be a millionaire. It's very important. It's good. God will answer you in the name of Jesus. But let me warn you the higher you go, the more consciously humble you must become. Because, you see, the, the way life is is this. 
If a poor man passes you and doesn't greet you, you don't accuse him of being proud. I, I, I pity beautiful sisters, you know, those days, you know, when we're in, in some other church. If you're a beautiful sister, you have to work extra hard to be accepted as spiritual because your beauty is carnality already. You just come into church, you're just worshiping the Lord, you know. They'll just look at you. Who does she think she is? She, she might have, you know, spiritual, is a spirit husband? Because you're beautiful. So when God, <laughs> when you're beautiful, eh? your gin gym, your Bible study. I'm not joking. I mean, you know I'm not joking. I'm telling you the simple truth. You have to work extra hard at being what? Spiritual. You're beautiful. You wear a normal dress. They say, why is she wearing that? But if you have eaten pounded yam to the extent that your stomach is more than every other area, if you wear the same mini, nobody will notice it. They say, bless you, Sister Mary. Bless you. Because you have nothing to be accountable for. It's as simple as that. The moment you buy a car, sir, in that your neighborhood, bow down to greet all the others. When you come off keke, you can greet them, hi, hi, they won't mind. But when you buy a car, as you're going, a car, a car, sir, a car, Roma, just be greeting them. If not, they will start cursing you already. That is life. It's a responsibility. It is, and it says to him, whom what? Much is given. Much is expected. And that's a challenge for children that are born to born again parents. Okay? Listen, you have a responsibility. There are children whose parents are sending them to go and buy them that origin. There are children whose parents, you know, are sending them to buy wrapper for wrapping a bow for them. And then you're, you're born to a place where your parents are showing you the right example. And you think you can play any, the devil will teach you a lesson. If you don't learn from the one they showed you at home, the devil will take you to university. And show you me. You will understand that this thing is not a joke. Are you with me? The same way, you know, taking the parents, the church you attend. Oh, Lord. Listen, don't enjoy the sermons here. Do you understand? Travel over them in prayer. Because there are responsibilities. Somebody came into this year from the crossover. All they're having is that you will prosper. This is your year of overtake, overtake. What's his responsibility? He's waiting to overtake. But you, you're hearing this. And then you just want to fall back like that. No. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So, so our Lord Jesus said it there. He said, the man delivered these things. I want to round up. Our time is so gone. I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding up now. Verse 10, the the apostle Paul says what? But by the grace of God, I am what? What I am. What we are talking about is managing, taking advantage of the grace of God. The apostle Paul says, but by the grace. That parable is saying, I gave grace to men. Some made use of it. This one didn't make use of it. He was punished. So the apostle Paul says, but by the grace of God and what I am. And his grace toward me was not what? 
in vain. He said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not what? I, but what? The grace of God which was with me. At the crossover, God reassured us. The last verse of the Bible, if you can put it on the screen for us. Revelation 22, 21. The last verse of the Bible. You know what the last verse of the Bible is? The concluding matter is what? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, what? Be with you. Child of God, what we are learning is this. God has committed himself to see that I make it. God has invested himself. We're going to the communion now. Uh, And when we get to the communion, you see that our master said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, it wasn't punishment. It was enablement. That whole eat my flesh and drink my blood is, you need my power to accomplish what I'm sending you to. I, I need to be with you. That's why even at the start of the church, when he was leaving, he said to the disciples, he said, tarry. He said, wait. He he didn't say to them, run off quickly. No, he said, wait until you're what? Endued with power. So he's not an irresponsible. There is no parent here that is going to send a child out without equipping him and expect the child to succeed. Not the same way. Your heavenly father will never do such. In fact, as we read on, let's look at um, 2 Corinthians 6 now, verse 1. As we read on, we're going to see that this grace is not given to us scarcely. 2 Corinthians 6, 1. It says, we then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Okay, we'll come back to that. Let's look at Romans 5, 15 to 17 now. I'd like us to read this 15 to 17 so we we see the, the... the provision that is there. Are we ready to read together? Okay, let's read together. I said, but the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. 16. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in what? 17 now. He said, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one. Much more. Let me say much more. Now, now let, let, let me break down what the Bible is saying here. The Bible is saying, because of Adam's sins, the world, you know, fell into sin. Men became sinners. Okay? So, uh, 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 David said, in sin did my mother conceive me so children just sin they grow up and sin they grow up and tell lies they grow up and you know become you know what whatever contrary to good why because adam are you following me because adam sinned now this is what the bible is saying 17 says if by one man's offense death reigned through the one okay it says now, let's read this one. It says, much more. What? Much more. Are we seeing? Much more. Those who what? Receive abundance of grace. Grace is one thing that God does not give scarcely. In fact, the Bible says, where sin abounds, what happens? 
grace abounds what? Not in equal proportion, but how? Much more, much more. So it says, much more those who receive abundance of grace and what? Of the gift of righteousness. So they didn't allow us to walk it up. They gave it to us. How many of us have played Monopoly here before? They give you the money. They don't say God. They give you the money to start. And the gift of righteousness will do what? Will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Let's read a a translation that will help us. The Living Bible, please. The Living Bible. Let's just do verse 17. This is what it says. It says, the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to be king what? over all but all who will take god's gift of forgiveness and acquittal what happens to them they become kings of life you know the critical thing about kings is that in the domain of the king you know what happens it's his will that happens do you understand so what the bible is saying to us here is this because of grace my sister you can't tell me i couldn't help it did somebody hear me? Because of grace, you can't tell me I, 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 I couldn't. Because of grace, there is no couldn't again. The ability of God is there. You're a king. What happens there is what you decide. Just like what I was telling you. That's what grace does for you. Praise the Lord. Grace causes you to reign. Now, this reigning will come in different manifestations. Praise the Lord. Sometimes this reigning will come like Joseph's reigning, you know? Hallelujah. How did Joseph read? How many young people are here? How many people are here? Not even young people. Sometimes this reigning means you will tear race. <laughs> because someone will now live and say, Pastor said I reign in life. I decree. I shall not fall. I decree. I shall not fall. Mm. <laughs> the Bible says flee. It means... Scooby-Doo, you know Scooby-Doo, you wind the leg well. <laughs> you wind the leg well. You are a king. God is saying that you can't say now, the devil made me do it. That was our, conf- that was our position until grace came. But since grace came, I do what I choose to do. Why? Because the grace is abounding. The grace is available. You open your mouth. The person deserves insult. But when you open your mouth, grace, you keep quiet. The situation deserves exploitation. You, you, You will get away with it. But you look at it and say, I can get away with this. But grace says to you, but you're a king. You reign over that moment. So you don't now look left and right to know what to do. Because of the spirit of Christ that is in you, you find out that in that situation, the life of Christ is just exuding through you. And you, as you progress in what we are talking about, you keep looking back at your life and you can say like the Apostle Paul, nevertheless, what? Not I. Not I, but what? Grace. That's what happens. Why? Because we started by saying, these talents were endowments. 
They didn't belong to me. He gave it to me. The same way now, he has given me righteousness. It's not natural to me. Praise the Lord. He has given me sonship. It's not my own. That's why we take the blood, the, the, the blood and, and the body. We take it so that his life, symbolically, his life flows through us. And everything that he said is, becomes, in the name of Jesus. Everything that he said is not, ceases to be. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Let, let, let's read one scripture and we'll take our communion. Colossians 1, 27 to 29. Colossians 127. It says to them, God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is this mystery? It is Christ in you. What? The hope of glory. 2022 is Christ in me. Praise the Lord. It's Christ in you. That is the assurance of glory. Let's read on. 28. He says, that's why he's preached. That's why every man is being po- Teaching every man in all what? Wisdom. That we may present every man what? Perfect in Christ. That word perfect in Christ is not talking about perfection the way we know it. It's talking about completeness. About maturity. Coming to understand the way things ought to be. Coming to understand to say, okay, this is what this is. This is what that is. This is what that is. Being able to look at, do you know one area that you begin to have success with? When you look at a situation and know it's temptation. Some of us that work in offices, I trust you already know this, okay? Especially big corporations and all of that. If you're a male, there are some ladies you see, the Holy Spirit will tell you this is temptation. What it means is that if they are doing a family, uh, um, sorry, office uh, grouping, if they put you in the same group with her, I say no. You have become mature. Do you understand? You're doing uh, whatever, uh, marketing. They say, go out with, you say, no, I'm having a headache. Because you know what? That this one is what? Danger. There are some businesses they offer to you. It looks so attractive, but you know that this one is what? Danger. You say to them, no, no, no. You don't need the money. I need the money, but no. You know why you're running. Why? Because you have come to a place of maturity. You have come to a place where you know how to differentiate good from evil. You know the things to shut you. There are some conversations that when they start, you know this one is going in that direction. You immediately keep quiet. And then the enemy will be giving you things to say immediately. Say, but say this. Say that. Ah, ah, You can say this now. Ah, say that. But the Holy Spirit has told you what? This conversation was going somewhere. So you hold yourself. It's not easy. But just like your physical muscles, you train your spiritual muscles. As you obey, you get stronger. As you obey, you get stronger. And then what happens is that heaven begins to depend on you more. How many of us want to hear God? God begins to now tell you things. You'll be in a place, God will tell you, watch. This and this will happen. And then you're in that place. Then all of a sudden it happens. And then the Holy Spirit said, I told you. What is happening then is that heaven is finding you a custodian of divine resources. Let's bow our heads. I want you to thank the Lord 
for all that he has given you. The resources. We call them different things. But this morning, we are thanking him for the resources. Even the things that seem negative, some of us are, you know, it's as though time is not hurrying up for us. Thank him. Thank him. That he counted you worthy to go through that experience or to be going through that experience. Thank him. Thank him. And then this morning, you're going to say to him, I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom to handle this endowment, these privileges, so that by the end of this year, 2022, I can find joy in looking back at my life, in looking back at my affairs, in looking back at my family, looking back at everything concerning me. Lord, give me wisdom. I see now that everything, every experience, every circumstance, every situation is permitted from above. Lord, I receive wisdom to trade wisely. And as I go to the table of communion, I receive grace. I receive grace. Child of God, receive grace. That's the main, that's the conclusion of the message I brought today. Grace. 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 That's what makes us Christians. That's what makes us believers. We conquer through grace. There's wisdom and there's grace. They're teaching every man in all wisdom. So there's wisdom. He says, it is he that walks in you both to will and to do. There's an ability to do. Thank you for grace. 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 Thank you for I reign in life. I reign over my situation. I reign over my circumstance. I reign in this marriage. I reign in my family. I reign in this nation. I reign under this circumstance. I reign. I'm a child of God. There's grace abounding to me. I make no excuses. I've been chosen to reign. I've been selected to reign. God has trusted me with 2022. He said this man was traveling and he called his servants and gave to them. It has been given to you, sir. That office has been given to you. That free time has been given to you. That occupation has been given to you. That infirmity has been permitted you. You will reign over it. You will reign. You will reign. That's why he gave you the extra year. That's why he trusted you. He says, I can trust him. I can trust her. It will be a great year. Because you will produce. Begin to make the confession. By the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I will produce. I will bring results. I will finish well. I will carry out the assignment of my master. I will make no excuses. Why? Christ is in me. Glory will continually manifest. Glory will be seen. I will convert trials to triumphs. I will convert temptations. I will convert them to testimonies. I will not fall under the hand of the enemy. 
I'll be victorious in the name of Jesus. Grace has been given to me. Grace has been given to me. Righteousness has been given to me. I am the righteousness of God. I can function in it. He has endowed me with it. He loves me that much. I needed to settle that matter and see the whole of this year. You will trade wisely. You will tread wisely. You will go wisely. You will be victorious. You will hear that voice saying to you, this is the way to go. He has commissioned you today. You will never walk alone. You will not walk alone. He says, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ will be with you. Be with you. Begin to thank him. And as we do that, somebody may be here who has never, never even received Jesus Christ into his heart. You're in church this morning. What a beautiful day to be in church. You have never called Jesus to come in and be savior in your life, to save you from your sins, to write your name in the book of life. You have never believed, confessed your belief in him openly. Then this morning you can do that. And I'll pray with you if you're here. If you're saying, pastor, this is me. I want to invite Jesus Christ as Lord in my life. The Spirit of God is bearing witness. Then raise your hand anywhere you are so I can pray with you before we continue with the communion. So you can rightly and appropriately be part of this communion of the saints. Is there anybody here? Jesus Christ, Lord in my life, come. Come Jesus, come into my heart. Come and save me. Thank you, Father. Okay, can we now get ready and go to the communion? Are we ready? Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center off Bannex Guarampa Expressway near next Cash and Carry Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle at T Father's Church. Also on Instagram, The Father Church. God bless you.